Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Oh, what a week. It is Monday morning, and I'm uh, unnaturally excited for this week. Um, (laughs) There's so much going on this week. Today, Joe Biden's heading to Maui. I can't believe this. This is real dedication. This is a real public servant. He's cutting into his uh, his latest vacation. His, he's, as we know, he takes vacation every other week. Takes more vacation than anybody I know, even Ironhead. Ironhead only gets a week. The President of the United States gets like months and months. He's He spent 40% of his presidency on vacation, and he just doesn't care. He's in Lake Tahoe now staying at this billionaire's $18 million mansion, I'm sure, for the uh, for nothing. And he's going he's gonna to take one day in the middle of the vacation to go to Maui and look at all the dead kids and tell all the survivors, all the, uh, the, the, the families who are grieving about his son, Bo, how his son, Bo, died in Iraq, taking, uh, taking out a machine gun nest in Fallujah, <laughs> how he came home in a flag-draped coffin. We're going to be here. For uh, we're gonna have it all tomorrow. I'm gonna have every lie he tells, every stumble, every bumble. I cannot wait. By the way, he's not going to cut his vacation short. He's extending his vacation. This just broke. He was supposed to finish up in Lake Tahoe on Thursday. He's gonna stay till Saturday because those damn dead kids interrupted. And he's got he's got plans. He's gonna be uh, sunning himself, sunning his nuts on the on the side of the lake. <laughs> Hopefully within camera range so we can have a good laugh. But uh, we'll get to, to Biden. There's so much to get to on this this Biden story, this Hunter Biden story over the weekend. The uh, Hunter Biden's lawyers uh, say that they will put Joe on the stand. So I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, how great would that be? Joe Biden taking the stand and lying his ass off, trying to get his scumbag son out of trouble. We'll get to that. It's it's a fascinating story. But uh not only do we have Joe Biden in Maui and in Lake Tahoe, uh, I assume he'll talk about climate change, of course, which is course. what they all do. The governor of uh, Hawaii is blaming it on climate change. We will explain why that is not only is it wrong, but it's offensive. It's insulting to the families there. It really is disgusting. These people know no shame. On Wednesday, we have the big debate among the uh, Republicans with no Donald Trump. Donald Trump is doing a brilliant counter-programming move here, sitting down with Tucker Carlson, we believe. I, I'm going to bet they'll post the interview right at 9 o'clock Eastern when the uh, when the other contenders take the stage in Milwaukee. This is a bad move. This is this is a a shameful move on the part of Donald Trump. He should be there. Yeah. Gutless, gutless move. He should be there fighting it out with these guys, insulting them like he does on True Social, like he does on all these interviews. I'll be watching the debate. I'll watch both, to be honest with you. I'll watch Tucker with uh, Trump because I watch everything Tucker does. But uh, there were a lot of polls over the weekend. Which are you going to watch? I'm going to watch both. I don't think there's anything great about a Trump interview anymore. I don't know why people think they're so, they're like gold. They're not. He says the same thing over and over. We've heard it all. Maybe Tucker will bring out something new from him. I hope he does. But uh, I'll be watching both. I'll be curious to see how DeSantis does. It feels like DeSantis's last stand. He has to have a big debate. He has to win the debate. And they'll be attacking him, all the other guys. Vivek is going to be attacking him. Vivek is a Trump surrogate. He is there mm-hmm. to uh, to hurt, to damage DeSantis. I think it'll be, it'll be lively because they all have to make a name for it. They all have to step up. You can't just survive this debate. You're trailing by 30, 40, 50 points you got to stand out in this thing. So they're all going to make their have their moment. 
I, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be uh, interesting, even though all the Trumpkins, all, you know, all the Trumpers on social media are saying it's over and they shouldn't, you know, he shouldn't show up. And these people are all clowns. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a little early to do that, especially when the yeah. front runner is facing 91 felony counts. Um, but we'll get to that. To Trump's truth social post where, by the way, he says there will be no debates, plural. He doesn't just say sitting on Wednesday night in Milwaukee. He says there'll be no debates. Now, my question to Trump would be, if you uh, run scared from your competition, if you don't debate at all, how do you then turn around and attack uh, Biden for not debating? I mean, you just, that card is gone. You can't play that card. You can't call Biden chicken and say he hides in his basement and all that which he does but what are you doing here you're you're avoiding debating your competition you're boasting and bragging about your polls which is fine but why not go in there and just crush these guys i mean why not go in there and attack desantis and attack pence and take on chris christie just do it for our <laughs> entertainment purposes anyway uh, 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 at least because this is supposed to be his strength, debating. This is why he got elected in 2016, his performance in the debates. He was at like 3% in June that, uh, in 2015. He went in, kicked ass in the debates. He, he destroyed, he disemboweled Jeb Bush. It was great. Why not do it again? Do you think he, has he lost his fastball? Does he not have confidence that he would win the debate, that he would shine in the debate? I think he belongs there. I think he owes it to the voters, the people who are supporting him through all these indictments. But uh, apparently there'll be no debates. He'll sit down with Tucker and he'll talk about how the election was stolen. It was rigged and all that, which is fine. But uh, I think it's time to look ahead, Donald. I think it's time to talk about beating Biden. That's all I care about, beating Biden. I'm, uh, as I've said, I'm a one-issue voter. I just want to beat Biden. I don't care. I, I'd vote for for anybody who uh, I think has the best chance to defeat the worst president, the most corrupt president in all our lives. That's all that matters. That's the only issue. Trump, with all these indictments, I'm not sure is in the best position to beat Biden, but there's a long way to go. We'll get to that. And we're going to get to the guy who belongs on the debate stage with Biden, RFK Jr. I can't believe... Um, we'll get, we got we got some sound from RFK that's just great, and it's just so he's just such a stark contrast from RFK to Joe Biden. He's smart, he's articulate. His voice sucks, we know that. He's got yeah. the problem with the vocal cords, but he's so thoughtful. He has no notes. He's fearless. He's not afraid of stumbling and saying something stupid. He just goes out there and and speaks his mind. He's genuine which is why he's attracting some attention. And, and he's going to get some, I've predicted this all along, he's going to get some big endorsements, you watch. And he's going to continue to pull at, at least 20%, which means he belongs on a debate stage with Joe Biden. But we know that won't happen. They will do everything in their power to protect the bumbling, stumbling cadaver in the White House. It's just going to be ridiculous. The lengths they go to to protect him as he continues to descend into darkness and as the as the as dementia continues to affect him they're going to go it'll be insane he'll be wrapped in bubble wrap stuck in the white house stuck in delaware you'll never see him on a debate stage he'll my prediction is if he gets a nomination i don't think he will because he just can't physically mentally do it but if he does there'll be one debate against Trump or the, whoever the Republican nominee is, they'll, the, the moderators will be there to protect and help Joe Biden. The debate will last about 20 minutes, and then they will shuffle him off stage and put him back in the basement. It will be just embarrassing. But I guess they're stuck with him because uh, he's stubborn. He's angry. He's not going to step aside for the good of the party. But uh, we'll, get to, I, 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 we'll get to all that and this incredible uh, story. Uh, Politico had about Hunter Biden's lawyers are pissed. They're pissed that he didn't get the sweetheart deal with no jail time, two, two misdemeanors. They're pissed that it got blown up by a couple of uh, courageous whistleblowers. They wanted initially, they wanted nothing. They wanted him to drop the case, <laughs> drop the case for the guy who made millions and millions of paid no taxes and 
and we, we've all seen his crimes. We've all seen the hookers and the crack and the tax evasion and the money laundering and the uh, FARA violations. We've seen the case. We know any other person would be doing, I don't know, 10, 15 years in prison. They wanted nothing after five-year investigation. These are, and I'm going to explain why. I'm going to, I know I've done this before. I'm going to explain why Joe Biden and the corrupt DOJ protects this scumbag. It's not because of a father's love. No, no. I would call it a father's fear. They're afraid of what Hunter Biden will do. Um, we're going to get to the, uh, the, the latest in Chicago. You know how violence is out of control in Chicago? Well, they came up with an idea. <laughs> They're asking the gang members to not kill anyone between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Yeah, it's nice. So, in other words, just wait till 9 p.m. to start killing. <laughs> Before you start shooting like eight-year-old girls, could it at least wait till it's dark out? <laughs> that's happening in America, which I cannot believe that's an actually a thing, a ceasefire for <laughs> gangs in a big American city. And I got Tucker, the new book about Tucker Carlson. I got it on Friday and I finished it yesterday. I'm not a fast reader. But I was with this. It's really good. I'll talk. I'll, I'll give you a full review. I uh, I was not disappointed in uh, our friend Chadwick Moore's job here. He's the author. It's it's not an authorized. I guess it is an authorized biography. But Tucker's got no part in it. He's not making any money on it. He didn't get to edit it. But it's a uh, pretty interesting, personal, revealing book about a guy who's just the most I don't know, compelling character in the American media right now. We will see that that's the one thing I've give uh, some hope for the Trump interview on Wednesday is Tucker knows he can't do the same old thing. It's like when he did an interview with RFK Jr. a couple of weeks ago, he did an hour and 10 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes, never mentioned vaccines, which was so refreshing. I'm just so sick of vaccine talk when it comes to when it comes to RFK Jr. Well, maybe he'll do a Trump interview without mentioning the 2020 election. That would be something. Yeah, that, that ain't happening. Refreshing. Montante's here. Oh, we have your guy, Alex Jones, too, making a prediction. Yes. And it's, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say he's right. Alex Jones is usually right, correct? Yeah. Sadly, yes. Sadly. It's usually yeah. doom and gloom, yeah. He has a prediction about what's coming. I'll just say COVID's coming. I mean, yeah. not not necessarily COVID, but the COVID reaction, the COVID protocols, the COVID lockdowns. He's got sources telling him COVID is coming, and I think it's going to get wild. Think of all the people who played along, who submitted to the COVID protocols, the masks, the lockdowns, who said, you know, we got we don't know what's coming. It's, you know, we got to be careful here. Those people, I shouldn't say all those people, but many of those people, most of them, feel differently now it's changed nobody's looking at i I got a a bunch of neighbors who went to the same event and got covid it's like yeah whatever so what stay home for a day or two you're fine that's not how people felt in you know march or april of 2020 they they thought it could kill you they thought it was serious they believed the lies that fauci told they thought masks worked they thought it was there was real unknown real danger no one thinks that anymore. I mean, there are people, there are crazy, neurotic, left-wing cat ladies who still wear masks. <laughs> but and, and they'll wear masks on planes. But if they have a lockdown in any form, if they have a mask mandate in any form, there's going to be real uh, unrest. <laughs> to quote uh, Ayanna Presley, there's going to be real unrest in the streets. There's going to be fights on planes, fights in airports and restaurants. If they really seriously try to bring back the same kind of draconian measures, it's going to get nuts in this country. But we'll we'll uh, we'll let uh, Alex Jones explain to you what we're in for. I will just predict it's going to get crazy if they try to do this, which is in a way what they want. I mean, they want chaos because that's how they got Biden elected the first time. You know, there was chaos. He was going to bring stability. Chaos, Trump. normalcy, normalcy, normalcy back to the White House. And normalcy. They were going to bring compassion. Oh, by the way, I just heard this. I just wrote this down. A guy on CNN. Uh, this is no lie. He's doing a report about Maui and uh, Biden heading there. And he said uh, he, he said empathy has been a hallmark 
of uh, the Biden presidency, a hallmark empathy guy who wouldn't acknowledge his own granddaughter, the guy who looked at his watch at the dignified transfer of the bodies coming back from Afghanistan, the guy who shot a drone at a family of 10 to save face, killed seven kids. That guy, CNN just told me empathy was a, a hallmark of his presidency, and he did it with a straight face. I didn't recognize the guy. Guy, 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 guy. Guy's got a beard, and he wasn't a host. He was like a, an expert. Empathy has been a hallmark. Is it any less less of a hallmark of Joe Biden than empathy? The guy who was laying his his decrepit ass on the beach in Delaware when Maui was in flames, when kids were burning alive, and he said no comment and didn't. Cut his oh, vacation short. Now he's going on another vacation to Lake Tahoe. And I'm going to guess they're not going to allow any of those beach pictures the way they did in Delaware. There will be no yeah. shot of him dragging a beach chair across the uh, beach. At, they, uh, uh, liberals are celebrating that. Like, oh, look how in good shape he is. He's bringing his own beach chairs. Like, if that's your takeaway from that, you really got to take a step back because you're, you're really uh, – I love more. There were, there were people saying that when they did that shot when he had no shirt on, his hat on backwards, and liberals like that little – that little Harry Sisson kid was. Oh my men. God! Don't even, don't even bring up his name. Like, or, oh. Chris Mowbray, they're unbearable. They were like, like he looks, he looks so virile and strong. And yeah, like, what? First of all, yeah. No, no president should be shirtless unless you're, you know, unless you're uh, Vivek, thirty-eight years old. But when you're RK Jr. looks pretty good without a shirt. Do you think? Do you think Trump would ever allow them to catch him? He doesn't even. You don't even see him like rarely see him out of the blue suit and the red tie. He knows he can't pull that off. I, I would like to see it though, out of curiosity. Not and in a sexual the, manner, just out of curiosity what Trump's looked like when you uh, let let loose. Probably not a pretty sight. That would be something, but he would never allow it. He knows he's he's fat. Do you, think he knows, he, do you think he's orange underneath the shirt? Do you think spray tan goes everywhere? Or is it just the face? I, I, <laughs> I don't think, are you orange? Does the cuff match the collar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to see that. We want to see Joe Biden wandering aimlessly lost and looking at his watch in Maui today. I'm looking forward to that. We'll get to that and lots more on today's Callahan Show. But first, during these crazy and uncertain times, we can't talk enough about having reliable tools for self-defense for your family and for yourself. We see the videos all the time, the smashing grabs, muggings, people getting beaten in the street. Well, you got to protect yourself, and that's where Florida-based EAA Corp. comes in. They specialize in providing exceptionally high-quality firearms to the U.S. market at an incredible value since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, revolvers, and shotguns. Whether you're looking for a concealed carry, competition pistol, or home defense shotgun, EAA has it. Their MC-1911 series fits the bill, and they're available in compact carry or full-size configurations. Are you a first-time gun owner? Well, the all-in-one 9mm MC-9 and MC-28 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package, ideal for everyday carry. Concealed carry has recently been approved in several new states during the last year with no permit required. EAA's lineup also includes shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every firearm available from EAA. Visit EAACorp.com to learn more. That's EAACorp.com to shop for your personal firearm protection. Uh, here's, uh, you know, I'm going to get to, I'm going to get to the Biden story, the Hunter Biden story, the, the, just the greed of these people, just they're, they're never satisfied. They didn't want any charges against Hunter Biden, even though the guy who uh, kind of chronicled everything on the laptop is Marco Polo, the, the website. They say there's 450 felonies on the, on the laptop alone, 450 felonies. And they were pissed that he was going to be charged with two misdemeanors. But the, Ma- the Maui thing, this is driving me crazy. I, they, they, today, Joe Biden, I assume, maybe Corinne Jean-Pierre, maybe Jill Biden, maybe I don't know, Kamala Harris. We'll talk about climate change. I mean, you got it's raining in L.A., so it must be climate change. Mm-hmm. There was there was a storm, tropical storm hit L.A. the first time in whatever it is, 50 years and an earthquake just north of L.A. And they're going to use that and say, see, climate change. They could never explain to you why it why climate change caused an earthquake or a or a tropical storm but they're going to go there to maui 
where, and let me get the latest numbers. We were just talking about these, the death toll. Uh, this is from Axios this morning. This is Hawaii braces for crushing wildfire death toll with over 1,000 missing. Mm, 1,000 missing. Okay. Missing it's been by nearly two weeks. Is there really such a thing as missing after two weeks? It says 414 people have confirmed dead. Josh Green, this, this uh, uh, um, governor of Hawaii, Josh Green, told CBS on Sunday that 1,050 people remain unaccounted for. So you tell me they have cadaver dogs. They have some some people, search crews that were at 9-11 who are now in Maui doing the search. So you're talking about a potential death toll of 1,000. <laughs> 1,000. And yeah. as we talked about last week, many of them are children because yeah. they were sent home from school. The parents were at work and they were home. What, whatever, whatever, watching TV, playing on their computers, and they didn't get any warning. There was no oh, sirens because that idiot from uh, the FEMA, the local FEMA guy, said the sirens are reserved for hurricanes. And if he ever sounded the alarm, people would think it was a hurricane. Well, I don't know. Maybe they would wake up. Maybe they'd be in yeah. bed sleeping or on the couch. They would hear an alarm and they'd say, oh, let me see. Is my neighborhood on fire? Obviously, they should have sounded the sirens. Obviously, they should have cleared the brush, cleared the forest. And obviously, they should have gotten the water they needed. This was just incompetence at every level. And much of it driven by ideology. And we'll get to that clown who withheld the water. I can't handle another one of these politicians talking about climate change today. When these people, I'm going to show you the guy again that we showed you last week, belong in jail. This, This guy belongs in prison accessory to murder or whatever negligent homicide i'll come up with something but these people all these people didn't have to die they died because of negligence at the local level whether it's the people responsible for clearing the brush sounding the alarm sending a text message they could have sent a text message to everybody saying get out of the house they did five years ago that obama's coming remember that they're sending out fake alarms but they're not doing the real ones they had a fake one about missiles or what? What was it? Bombs from yeah, yeah, North- uh, impending uh, like yeah, bomb coming and you know seek shelter. So they're doing that. That's fake. But yeah, when something real is happening, yeah, can't can't bother them. Let's let's get to this guy again. We did it last week. I want to do it again because it's important. People are brushing it off. How many people? Now we just told you one thousand and fifty, according to the governor, are unaccounted for. That's just unbelievable. You got. I mean, maybe somebody is trapped in his house and can't call has no phone no electricity but a thousand a thousand they're going to be charred bodies they're going to be finding for days and days and days and the death toll is at least going to be 500 which would make it the worst wildfire in u.s history and it didn't have to happen this is just a mind-boggling and every network should be covering this every every newspaper every website his name is kaleo manual he's a bureaucrat in Maui, he's in charge of releasing the water from the reservoir to the fire department. He waited five hours. He didn't know whether they really need it. You know, want to know why? Because he reveres water. He looks at water as like a god, and he thinks we should uh, worship water rather than use it. We shouldn't just use it. So they wanted to use it to put the fires out and save the lives of children. And this clown, and tell me he's he hasn't even been fired. He hasn't been fired. There's no accountability in this country anymore. Honest to God. How is he not fired? How is he not arrested? How is he not surrounded by cameras and microphones shoving him in his face? Did you really withhold the water for five hours? Can you imagine a raging wildfire? Five hours must feel like a, a, an eternity. Uh, inter- yeah. And these people are trapped. They're running. They're burning in their, in their cars. They're dying. And this guy doesn't want to release the water because... Water is really special to him. Let's listen again to uh, Kaleo Manuel talk about his relationship with water. Go ahead. Well, per, per our authorizing statute to protect and manage all water resources in the state, one water is like taking it and looking at it from a holistic system perspective. And that's not diff- any different than how Hawaiians traditionally manage water. You know, in, in essence, we treated it, a native Hawaiians treated water as one of the earthly manifestations of a god and a kua kane. And so that reverence um, 
for a resource and that reciprocity in relationship was was something that was really really important to our worldview and and well-being right and living in an island in isolated from other you know civilizations um and so i think where it shifted to today or over time is that we've become used to looking at water as like something which we use and not necessarily something w that we revere as that thing that gives us life right i mean to me it's a shift in value set um and you know if we can start to really look at how we as humans in an island um can reconnect to that traditional value set so really my motto is always like let water connect us and not divide us like we we can share it but it requires true conversations about equity oh my god how do you think it how do you think in equity that's remarkable uh, uh, he got to equity. He got to equity. But he doesn't just want to share it. Well, he had to share it. There were fires raging, and he waited five hours. Now, why is this guy, why aren't people camped outside his house, cameras, crews outside his house, demanding answers? Why aren't they uh, issuing an arrest warrant right now? Tell me that five hours. I mean, just guess. We don't know. How many people died during that five hours that he waited? How many? And yet... Well, you'll be see people talking today. They were talking on CNN, MSNBC, they'll be, whatever, you know, all the New York Times. They'll be talking about climate change, of course, which is just nonsense. They won't be talking about this guy who withheld water for uh, in the name of uh, equity and inclusion. I want to know, not only should he be fired, who hired him? That person should be fired. And the person well, who hired that person should be fired. They, We might have a thousand dead. And this clown... I realize no, account, no accountability. This clown's talking about revering water and not necessarily just using it. God, it's insane. It's just Jerry, you're I'm a little more um, conspiratorial than you, uh, for better yeah. or worse. I'm convinced there's nobody that incompetent at their job. He's he's taking orders from saying, "Hey, I know you should release the water because that's the common sense thing to do. That's what you're hired to do. Don't." And don't worry, the backlash will, will take care of you. We'll probably promote you. We'll take care of you on the side. Nobody is that incompetent. That order had to come from above uh, to, to not do your job and wait. Let let the damage happen. Let the bodies burn, and we'll take care of you. Well, it, it, nobody's it, it, that incompetent. You can't be. I'll, I'll give you this: that someone above him should have overruled him five hours. Someone above him should have said, "Are you insane? Equity? What are you talking about? Revering water? People are dying." So, yes, I want him fired. I want him arrested. I want him charged. I want the person who hired him. I want them in front of the cameras. I want them frog marched in front of the cameras. And I want them to explain why you would hire such a fool for such an important job. People didn't have to die. At least that many people didn't have yeah. to die. Yeah, no. But but it goes right to the top, as we'll see when Joe Biden wanders aimlessly around uh, Maui today talking about Bo, how Bo died in Iraq or Talk about how he's lived through tragedy, just like those people. And we have to do something about climate. He'll say, there should, there's no debate anymore. Climate change is real. And I just would yeah, love one, one question. Could you explain how carbon emissions led to this fire and the death of all these people? And what does climate change have to do with the lack of a sirens or an alarm or a text message? What does climate change have to do with this fool who wouldn't uh, authorize the use of the water? But let's get to the governor, Josh Green. Of course, it was only it was less than two weeks that, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of his constituents, of his people, of his taxpayers burned alive. And he went on uh, Face the Nation. Is that what he's on? Yes, yes. Face the Nation yep. on Sunday morning and told us, you know, what the told us why the fires were so bad. You know, he didn't it didn't cause the fires, but why were the fires amplified? Let's watch this fool. Global warming. Are you saying that climate change amplified the cost of human error? Yes, it did. Uh, there's always going to be incredible things that people do to save lives from the firefighters, from citizens, and there's always going to be decisions that are made that I'm sure aren't perfect in the yeah. moment. That's where it comes hey, what, up. Yeah. What, follow up for you, Josh. What are you talking about? We we know there was brush. We know there was dried out brush. We knew it was potential. Everyone was saying they, they knew this could happen. We knew the guy withheld the water. We knew there was no text message, no sirens. 
what is climate change? What are you talking about? I love this. You're going to blame yeah. this this mysterious thing, you know, climate change. If it wasn't for climate change, it'd probably only be like 72 dead. Now we have 114 yeah. dead. Yeah, what are right. you talking about? It's an insult to the victims, their families, to the whole community. I'll give you this. I'm not buying into this conspiracy theory that they want to sell all the land to Mark Zuckerberg or Oprah. Uh, but Black Rock. they mentioned black to BlackRock. Well, they mentioned, uh, I think it was the governor, might have been the mayor, another fool, uh, who said, we're not going to talk about selling land yet, but they'll get to it. We'll all forget about yeah. it once they find Correct. all the charred remains of all the children. Once yeah. Joe Get Biden, that out of the way. It's bad for business. Yeah. A, a couple of weeks, then we'll speak quietly. Yeah. We'll find out BlackRock is snapping up all the land or they're there offering all the, all the you know, grieving families whatever pennies on the dollar and soon they'll change. It reminds me of Fort Myers, Florida, which got destroyed by that hurricane last fall. I was there in February and took a ride through and all the buildings that were destroyed were like houses of fishermen or locals. They're gone and they ain't coming back. There's a huge um, Mm. Margaritaville. uh, There you go. It goes on both sides of the street, right? at The beginning of the main stretch in Fort Myers beach. It's all concrete. It's not going to get blown away. But someone was saying they're going to have those kind of buildings the whole way down Fort Myers Beach. No more houses, you know, no more, you know, no more waitresses or whatever, chefs or whatever living on that street. It's all going to be millionaires and billionaires. They're going to rebuild Fort Myers Beach to be, you know, like like Naples or be like, uh, uh, you know, Maui. It's going to be all how high end. Throw in an Amazon building, too. A big Amazon warehouse, too. Yeah. For, uh, gotta, it's remarkable. Have Jerry, an Amazon. Yeah. You don't so these fires too. It people say that it's, you know this you know once I don't know how it happened. It happens every so often in Hawaii. This is not a new thing. This has been happening right. forever. And the thing about this area, which made it go up so quick, is these houses couldn't be built today because of uh, code like building enforcement. But they were kind of grandfathered in. All these houses are made out of wood. So you know this happens right. in Hawaii. You have this. You you should have a plan in place to avoid what happened. Everyone failed in this. Everyone. If there's an investigation, like a real investigation, they're going to find negligence yeah. at every level that everyone knew was potential. Everyone knew, you know, when they had the winds up and the fire, you know, power lines down, that it was potential and they just ignored it. And and it's yep. because of ideologues like that clown, the water guy and the governor. Oh, it's climate change. What can you do? Equity. It's climate change. You know, we can prevent this if you would just stop using plastic straws. If you just stop using your gas stoves. <laughs> Maybe we can prevent these fires. Maybe this is a turning point. People are going to see them exploiting the death of children, hundreds of children, using the death of hundreds yeah, of children to advance their, to their radical Green New Deal agenda. Maybe there'll be some pushback finally against this. And what, what, does, uh, what, does, what does Greta end up at there? Greta Thunberg. Yeah, are they flying her in? You know, Kerry's going to use it. You know, Al Gore might show up. Uh, you know, <laughs> Joe Biden's going to try to use it today. We'll see. But it's not going to work. There's just too much death and tragedy and it was all preventable it's really sickening but all right, let me get to uh let me get to this biden story it's incredible these people are just vile they really are we all know what kind of criminal hunter is we all know if he weren't a biden he'd be he he might have already done his time he might have gotten five years in prison but out already because most yeah. of these crimes were committed in the mid you know 2014 2015 16 the investigation began in 2018 and five years later, there's David Weiss, this Bud stooge, U.S. Mm. attorney, was ready with uh, two misdemeanor charges and the gun diversion charge just to make it all go away. An absolute sweetheart deal by any definition. Wasn't good enough for Hunter's lawyers. This, uh, this is from uh, it, the, the story broke in the New York Times, but this is the, uh, uh, the summary of it from the New York Post. It says, David Weiss, the U.S. attorney who has led the criminal investigation in Hunter Biden, reportedly did not plan to charge the president's son until IRS whistleblowers came forward about his alleged tax fraud. Weiss was willing to conclude the investigation without even as much as a plea deal before the agents accused the Justice Department of interfering, according to private correspondence between Weiss and Biden's legal team obtained by the New York Times. This is amazing. Those two whistleblowers, Gary Shapley and uh, Joe Ziegler, Joseph Ziegler, those are American heroes. Those should be, they should be time man, men of the year. And they would be if Biden were Republican, they would yep. be godding them up every day. These would be absolute American heroes to everyone in the mainstream media. They're making Joe Biden's family uncomfortable. So they're villains. And the 
uh, Biden administration wants them investigated, not Hunter. They want these whistleblowers. Um, quote, it appears that if if it weren't for the courageous actions of these whistleblowers who had nothing to gain and everything to lose, Hunter Biden would have never been charged at all. A team of lawyers for the IRS agents told The New York Times they if these guys hadn't stepped up, risked it all, thrown their careers away to talk about how this whole thing was rigged. Hunter Biden wouldn't have even been forced to plead to a misdemeanor. They would have dropped the case after a five-year investigation. The guy who was ready to drop it is now the special prosecutor, in case you thought there was anything on the level here. It's just incredible. There's a uh, a uh, 32-page letter from uh, uh, from the Hunter Biden's defense team that, um, that Politico obtained where they threaten to put Joe Biden on the stand. Now, if, I mean, I would be all for it. I talk about just the great entertainment. Putting Joe Biden on the stand would just be priceless. Um, And I'm going to explain, once again, I've done this before, but people misunderstand this. And, you know, people in the mainstream media, they do it on purpose. They claim that Joe Biden just loves his son so much that he tried to help him through his addiction and lets him stay at the White House. And he brings him to Ireland, brings him to Camp David. Hell, he includes him on correspondence when he was vice president. He CC'd him on. He just loves him so much. It's the undying love of a father who lost his other son, lost one of his daughters and just can't do it. Showers with the other. Yeah, He doesn't love him. He's afraid of him. This is this is a threat. This is a threat, direct threat. They will put him on the stand, the president. Keep in mind, I've said this before, it's worth repeating. Hunter Biden called Joe Biden pedo Pete, pedo Pete. Hunter Biden complained that Joe Biden, that he had to give half his money to Joe Biden. He complained that he had to pay the bills for Joe Biden. Hunter Biden called Jill Biden the C word in, in, on the laptop. He hates that. I mean, he's a rogue. He's a dangerous guy to them. They have to, Joe Biden's keeping them close because he's afraid of them. If Joe, if Hunter Biden ever flipped, and this is kind of a threat here, we're going to put Joe on the stand if you prosecute him. They don't want that. They have to keep him close. They have to protect him. Joe Biden, as we know, has put the fix in at every level, IRS, DOJ, you name it, FBI. He's doing it to protect himself, his own scam. He can't afford a deal where Hunter Biden turns and, and exposes the whole scheme. You know, we know Joe Biden had at least three aliases. We learned that last week. The mainstream media totally ignored it. The three networks, and I believe CNN, I believe it was the four. Zero minutes on the story from the oversight committee about how Joe Biden used aliases. You think that's kind of a big deal? Why would you use an alias if you're innocent? He used 20 shell companies. He used encrypted text messages to communicate with his scumbag son and his other business partners. They totally ignore it. If Joe, if Hunter Biden was ever in a real pinch and said, yeah, I don't want to go to prison. I'm going to tell you exactly what we were doing. That would be the end of Joe Biden. They don't, he doesn't love his scumbag son. If he did, he wouldn't make him his bag man and send him around the world. He's afraid of him. That's how this works. They're afraid of Hunter Biden turning on all of them, you know, bringing the whole big uh, criminal syndicate down. They can't afford that. They're going to protect them. You think it's like so brazen, and it is, to say we don't even want to charge them with misdemeanors. It's brazen because they're afraid of the consequence if they ever, if Hunter was really, like if they were a real Department of Justice, a real FBI, you know, a real IRS that wasn't totally in the tank. Yes, correct. He would be facing five, ten years. And then what? Then what? He would turn on everybody, including the president, and bring the whole house of cards down. They can't afford that. So that's your answer if you're wondering just how, why they're so brazen, why they were demanding no charges, nothing, even though he committed 400 felonies. Yeah. It's because he holds the key to everything. And he's a scumbag. He would never stand up. He would never you know, protect his father if it meant going to prison. He'd stay, he'd do what it took to stay out of prison and to keep his money, by the way. But, Do you think Joe's above getting rid of that big liability? Because if if Hunter, you know, passed away, it's, not, it's, not exactly, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. You know, he has a drug. Pr- pretty easy to make him go away. He's not exactly a bill of health. 
You know, not no, I don't, that's he's a, a good <laughs> Is no. he above that? I don't think he is. No. To put it this way, Montante, it's much easier to just put the fix in, keep him out of jail, call all your friends, call you know, all hey, your favorites. I mean, we know Joe Biden, Joe Biden is corrupt to the core. He will do anything it takes to protect his family and himself. Himself, yeah, he protect himself. If he, I think maybe, if that liability, <laughs> you know, just, I'm just that, saying. If, if everyone said Hunter Biden's heart stopped because he's so coked up, no yeah. one would be surprised. He but, got a little uh, fentanyl. I, yeah, rest in but, peace. But the, yeah. The, the good thing for us, the good thing for you know decent people everywhere, is that Joe Biden is obviously he's corrupt, he's crooked, dishonest, but he's not smart enough to pull it off. That's why this is all coming out. He's not. He thinks. Oh, I'm going to use a pseudonym. They'll never get me. <laughs> uh, well, we. I mean, here he counts. He, he's relying on the, uh, the the mainstream media. They're biased to protect him. But uh, it's all falling apart. It's all coming apart. And I think if you're a Democrat, you're at the point where you want him to step aside. You can't have this guy on the ticket in 2024. That's why I don't. I don't think he'll be there. I don't think. Well, I think they're Gavin gonna, Newsom. You're going to see gradually them turn on him when you see like the New York Times and. Politico turn on, you know, the memo has yeah. gone out time to move on from, I mean, if he's one thing that he's 82 and he's got dementia, but when he's 82, he's got dementia and he's taking bribes and he's selling yeah. access and he's doing, uh, you know, making millions, tens of millions. I think, you know, what's going to happen next. You got to move on. All right. I, I do we have time to do a, I want to do this RFK junior sound because it's so good. It's so refreshing. I've, I, I would never vote for, a Democrat, but man, I was wrong about this guy. I used to think he was just another Kennedy. He was an environmental lawyer. He was a, a big uh, climate change guy. Maybe he still, he still is. is. Don't forget that. Don't forget. Don't get lost in the sauce. He still has his flaws. He, he does. And again, I wouldn't vote for him, but I would give anything to see him on a debate stage. Even if it was just like a casual thing where they're sitting at a table, Joe Biden and RFK Jr. discussing the issues. This guy is smart as hell. And you can tell there's no uh, filter there where he's saying, what should I say? You know, most politicians are thinking about the optics and how will this look? How will this sound? He just talks and he's got an unbelievable memory. He remembers everything from the 60s and 70s, even even though he was a heroin addict. But he has this. um, That's underreported. He has this video. And it's just, I mean, again, if I were a Democrat and I if you're an honest Democrat, you're repulsed by the crook in the White House and you're looking for an alternative. I wouldn't hesitate to, uh, to, to vote for this guy. And I'll say this again. I think he's going to get a little bounce. He's obviously not going to catch Biden in the polls, but he's going to get a little bounce and he's going to be a little problem for Biden. Because think of um, think of like influencers out there, Montante, like uh, I mentioned Bill Maher, um, Jack Dorsey. Um, uh, like Glenn Greenwald, these guys who used to be liberals and now they're disgusted with the crook in the White House. Like, how about Joe Rogan? He's gone full. I think he's, at this point, he's ready to you know declare himself a, a, a MAGA guy. But if you had a Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan or, uh, you know, like Jimmy Dore, who does this interview, they have influence with the people who are disillusioned with Democrats, mainstream Democrats with the... Uh, with the corruption in the Biden White House, and they're looking for an alternative, and they have one in this guy. Now, again, he's not going to win, but if they throw their support behind him and he gets 20 25%, could he get 30%? I mean, there's no other contender yet. Gavin Newsom's waiting in the bullpen, but he could be an issue, and I think he's not going to get Biden to debate because it would just be a disaster for, for, um, for Biden, but if he were to get some airtime, more airtime, He's going to win some people over and they're going to ask, what's wrong with him? I mean, I know the vaccines is what the Democrats and the mainstream media are going to keep hitting him with the vaccine vaccine. But when he talks about other issues, he's for closing the border. He's a Democrat and he's against the war in Ukraine. And his own son went over there and fought for Ukraine. Um, These are big issues. Close the border, uh, end the war and end the censorship state. Those are three big issues where he parts with the mainstream Democrats. Joe Biden and most mainstream Democrats, they want to keep the war going forever. They want to keep the border open and they want to keep censoring dissenting voices. They want to work with, you know, uh, Facebook and YouTube. He's, he takes 
a different stance on all those issues and they're big issues. I think it's going to matter, but let's listen to RFK Jr. Just talk about his life. I think this is a, a, a video from his campaign, but it was from an interview with Jimmy Dore. Let's listen to some of it. Go ahead. Drugs. I soon after my dad's death, and I started when I was 15 years old. I didn't like being an addict. I wanted to stop. And that's when I picked up this book called Synchronicity by Carl Jung. Jung was a disciple of Freud's, and they were kind of the co-fathers of modern psychiatry. Jung says people who believe in God get better faster and that the recovery is more durable than people who do not. And so I just said, there's God up there watching me 24 hours a day, and that life is just a series of tests. And every day is broken to about 40 different decisions. And I invested each one of those decisions with a moral dimension. For example, when the alarm goes off in the morning, do I- Is this the clip you wanted? It's a long clip. Yeah, let it go. I, I'm, I'm okay. enjoying it. Okay. Go ahead. I stay in bed with my indolent thoughts, or do I jump right out of bed? and get the day going. Do I hang up the towels after I get out of my shower? Or do I say, that's somebody else's job. I'm too busy for that. I'm too important for that. But six weeks after I got sober, my life began to get big quickly. And I was running through National Airport and I was late for a plane. It was mission critical. I had to be on that plane. But as I was running, I was putting a stick of dentine in my mouth. And I pulled up the wrapper and I, I was running past a trash can and I threw the wrapper and it made a perfect arc right swish into the middle of the trash can. But as I was running past, I saw it must have hit something in there and it bounced back out. And I said to myself, well, that's God's fault because I made the shot. And maybe 40, 50, 60 steps later, it just started eating at me. And I finally I put the brakes on and I went back and put the wrapper in. I did make the plane, uh, but for me, probably the most important thing I did that day was to put that wrapper back in that trash can because staying in that posture of surrender, even when the cash and prize are flowing into your life, is a hard part because my inclination is to say, you know, thanks, God, I got it from here, and then take the, you know, the wheel and drive the car off the cliff again. And the, the challenge is for somebody like me, it's how do you stay in that posture of surrender? What I find is when I do the little things right, that God takes care of the big things. You know, addiction is about ultimately an abusing power. And we're all given certain powers. You know, you have the power to make people laugh. People have education, they have connections, they have money. Whatever the power is, the challenge, even as the power amplifies, is how do we make sure it's not being deployed to serve selfish ends, but it's, you know, being deployed for some higher purpose. If you like this video and you, you want to help imagine, uh, that re that resonates with people. Can you imagine uh, Biden telling a story like that? First of all, everyone would just assume it was yeah. a lie. It would start oh. off with my father told me, Joey. <laughs> right. Yeah. Start off with no joke, no joke. That's God's honest yeah. truth. I'm not lying. I mean, talking about being an <laughs> addict and you know surrendering himself yeah. and that 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 resonates with people. I I realized that media, mainstream media has a mission to keep him to keep people from getting to know him and supporting him because he would hurt their guy. But that is an interesting guy. Again, I wouldn't vote for him. He's a Democrat. He's a climate change guy, but he's an interesting, thoughtful, smart guy who's got balls. I mean, his father and his grand and his uncle were murdered, assassinated. His father was assassinated while campaigning for president. He asked the Biden white house for secret service protection and they denied it. So he doesn't have secrets and he's out there on the campaign trail, stirring it up, just giving answers without notes, without uh, handlers, just talking and, and giving you his thoughts. And, they're, and he's just interesting and he's just refreshing. It's something different. And if I were a Democrat, if I were an independent, I'd be like, I'd much rather have that guy. I mean, he's 69, but he sounds like he's like 40 compared to the buffoon in the White House. It's just so different. There isn't. You couldn't get Joe Biden to tell, talk that long and make any sense about anything. You know, you just you just couldn't. It's just so different. All right. Do we have time to do uh, Alex Jones? I want to get to the. Uh, we the might. We have time. I think we have time for Shay. Uh, let me do Shay and then we'll do we'll tell you what well, I, I can summarize what Alex Jones said. And we'll uh, <laughs> we will look forward to the chaos. And uh, I think they found a way to solve the crime problem in Chicago. <laughs> yes. Something no, nobody thought about. No.
As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shay will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. And while you're there, you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to SheaConcrete.com. I, uh, the, uh, we don't have to play the Alex Jones thing. It's long. Maybe we'll get to it this week. Tomorrow, but uh, he yeah. said he talked. He has sources in the TSA and higher ups, and they're telling him in September they're bringing back all the COVID protocols. And it sounds like yeah, whatever. People are getting COVID again. There's another variant, or whatever. Yeah. It's you know, put your mask on. But you see all the fights on planes even now. Can you imagine when they start telling people you got to put your mask on and they, or put your mask on a two-year-old on a plane? Remember the yeah. videos we did? The f- most famous one was this autistic two-year-old and the mother couldn't get the mask on and they kicked oh. the whole family off the plane. And it was outrageous. That's when we thought COVID was, you know, killing people. Now that we know it's there's 99.99% survival rate that it just kills the very you know, vulnerable, doesn't affect children. Yeah. If they start telling two-year-olds or mothers and fathers they have to mask their two-year-olds, we are looking forward to a wild fall and yeah. a wild 2024 because people aren't going to take it anymore. They're not going to go into restaurants and wear their little mask when they go to the bathroom and then take it off at the table and then wear it to the bathroom. And they're not going to wear it uh. you know, walking around like a public park. It's just going to get nuts. But as you point out, Alex Jones is usually right about these things. And if that happens and it's in blue states and red states and national places and airports and restaurants and games, concerts, are they going to start making you show your vaccine card to go to concerts again? Oh God, is it going to be crazy? I'm looking that forward would be to a, it. That would be a gift for Republicans. Is how easy is that to run? But against? I was going to say they want it so that they could do the mail-in voting thing again. Yeah. They say, oh, we yeah. can't have uh, in-person voting. They want that, but I don't yeah. think they want the, uh, the the pushback. It's going to be like, that's going to be Oliver Anthony's next song. It's going to be about COVID protocols, and yeah. people are just going to rise up and fight back. And Oh, man. All right, speaking of uh, rising up and fighting back, um, there's a lot of dumb ideas in these uh, blue states and blue cities. Look at the uh, you know immigrant problem we have in every big blue city. This is could be the craziest thing I've ever heard. And it's not from a government official. It's from like a neighborhood group or an active community group. Obviously, crime is out of control in Chicago, like in most big cities. It's worse in Chicago. Uh, but it's just young black kids killing other young black kids. So yeah. Democrats don't care. The media doesn't right. care. If they were being killed with AK-47s or AR-15s, then Ayanna Presley AOC would care. But they're not. So they're just, again, young gang members killing other young gang members. And that doesn't matter at all to the Black Lives Matter crowd, but this is from uh, the Post Millennial. A community group has asked Chicago's many gangs to refrain from engaging in gunfights during daylight hours. This is a real story. The Rogers Park-based Native Sons urge would-be shooters to hold off pulling the trigger (laughs) between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. to improve safety in the (laughs) crime-riddled city. (laughs) Oh, gang violence has led to a spike in shootings across Across Chicago, uh, rival gangs are operating at all times of the day. The community group expressed hope that by adhering to their proposal, which they referred to as the People's Ordinance, ordinary people won't have to worry about getting caught in the crossfire at certain times of the day. We have to start somewhere, said the group's founder, Tatiana Atkins. Our goal is to approach our city's gun violence problems strategically and not all at once. (laughs) 
Under this ordinance, we ask that people stop associating with and glorifying shooters, stop glorifying switches, and stop wearing those ski masks everywhere. What? That's that's protect against COVID. That's Gang members about. wearing ski masks and shooting people. And this group says, would you just not do it between 9 and 9? So 9 p.m., the shooting starts? Yes, 9.01, you'll hear bolts all around. But that just means they're following yeah. the orders, so. Like they, they see their rival gang across the street. They say, there he is. Let's get they him. Oh, wait, it's, eight, it's 842. <laughs> we got to wait, you know, 20 yeah, more minutes. minutes. Yep. Remember the movie, The Warriors? Maybe you're too young. Great movie. Way it was a cult young, classic, man. Everybody saw it when I was, I think, in high school. And, and outside the theaters were all these brawls and fights because it was all about gangs fighting. But back then, it wasn't all gunfire. It was a lot of, you know. Knives, one gang dressed as baseball players and used bats. Uh, but uh, they had a truce, and the and the real the rogue gang broke the truce by killing this gang leader. That's what the whole movie's about. And the whole movie's about finding the the gang that killed the gang leader in the middle of the truce. So this would be a truce, but it's only 12 hours a day. Yes. Seriously, what gang person would ever I, I don't I don't get it. But, uh, but at that point, uh, that's a real article. It's not the Babylon B. That's a real article in That is a I, I maybe no, I was not pranked. That is a real thing. I saw a report on one of the networks about it too. Them saying, you know, I guess they're desperate. They know that the you know the federal government doesn't care about it. They don't care about young black kids getting shot to death unless they're being shot by cops. Then the then yes. Biden would care and Ayanna and AOC, oh, yeah. but they're not being killed by cops. They're being killed by other young black kids, so they don't so care. Never happened. Anyway, before we go, I have to endorse this. This is uh, the new Tucker book. Chad, we had Chad McMore on the show a couple of weeks ago. The book was delayed. Amazon, there was some some funny business going on at Amazon. They just couldn't they couldn't keep them in stock, and it was delayed. And it gave some of the media a chance to say, "Oh, it's a it's a flop. It's not selling any copies." They didn't have any copies. Now that they have them, it's selling great. I think so it might be you know, two or three in the. Uh, bestseller it's excellent our guy chadwick moore we got to get him back on by the way did an excellent job a lot of personal stuff tucker carlson's mother left him when he was six years old left the family and he never saw her again she was this crazy artsy woman never saw her again we're raised without a mother he had a crazy upbringing his father was a tv reporter and became a famous like tv anchor in southern california and he used to go to work with him and go to you know when he was a reporter he'd go to all these crime scenes with his father he was raised really eccentrically put it that way. His father liked them to take chances and do crazy things and hitchhike everywhere. He wouldn't drive them anywhere. They had to hitchhike everywhere. He and his brother talks about Tucker when he was drinking, would have a double, a double screwdriver for breakfast to start the day. (laughs) And he gave, but he gave up drinking. Now he just smokes. He loves tobacco. He smokes cigars and chews tobacco. uh, And he talks, I'll give you just one highlight. He's, he was really good friends with Hunter Biden, Tucker Carlson. They were neighbors. Wow. Their kids were the same age. Hunter Biden went to Maine and stayed at Tucker's house up in northern Maine where he lives now. He hung out with them. Like they is, were that, is that a new revelation? Like, was that known? I, I've never heard well, of that. I knew they were. I knew they were acquaintances. I didn't know they were that wow. tight. But there's a lot of stuff That's like true. that. It's really well done by Chadwick Moore, and I highly recommend it. We'll get Chadwick on again and congratulate him for pulling it off and They'll they'll try to say it's not selling, but I bet it'll sell. It's, you know, it's a it's a really in depth biography about a contemporary guy. It's like not it's not about you know Ulysses S. Grant or whatever. It's about a guy who's in the middle of the news cycle right now, sitting down with Trump on Wednesday, trying to ruin the Fox debate. But we'll be here for that too. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna watch them both. Like I said, I'll stay up late that night and watch them both. Anyway, we'll leave it there for today. Matante's got to get to work. Uh, you got some copper pipe to steal and sell? I got to do some pay. It's already sold. I got to do the paperwork for it. So I got to leave beautiful Seabright where I'm surrounded by the ocean and drive to gorgeous Newark, New Jersey. Oh, beautiful. God. Yeah, but Newark, they won't be New shooting Jersey until 9, so I'll be safe. Nice August day in Newark, New Jersey. Excellent. Oh, you, beautiful. Uh, you have fun. Thanks for uh, listening. And thank you, Montante, for showing up. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow.
Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple Hi, and Spotify. Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.